welcome back to season two of Branding for Believers. Woo, woo. I'm excited. I have such faithful followers. I, I really, I do appreciate you guys. Um, episode 38 of Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers to believe bigger in their dreams. And as I said in the season premiere of season two, I am really going to be focusing on your spiritual condition. And it doesn't mean that I've run out of strategy because strategies are strategies, right? Strategies work. You know, you implement them and if they work for your context, you will manifest results. But I really am concerned about the spirit in which you um, approach your business because there are peaks, there are valleys, okay? Nobody's climb to success is just consistently on an upward trend, we are gonna have those moments and I wanna make sure that you are equipped to deal with those moments that are not so great. So episode 38 is called Paying the Cost to Be the Boss. I have to get that snippet of the James Brown song. I, You know, I'm an old soul. James Brown is probably my, one of my favorite artists of all time. He's definitely in the top five. Um, but Paying the Cost to Be the Boss and before we get into the episode, I do want to remind you guys that Believing Bigger, a 31-day faith journey is coming out. Believing Bigger is a devotional and it's designed to equip you to have faith and hold on in those moments between breakdown and breakthrough. Because you know what's interesting, and I just have to say this, and this is in all seriousness. When I started work this week or last week, we went through the usual motions of orientation and by the end of the week, we had gotten an email from the president saying to offer our condolences to one of our staff members who had died. That's what he said, died. But then when you Googled and then you listened to the news, she didn't die, she was murdered. Her and her husband got into an argument about a coffee maker, about who left the coffee maker on. And he put four bullets in her, one in her head and she died. And it just struck me, it reminded me, you don't know what people are going through. When people come to work every day and you just assume that everything is everything, you don't know what they're going home to. You really don't. And so I don't wanna sit here as a podcaster or as a person in media and pretend that I'm talking to somebody where every day is a sunny day because I know that every day is not a sunny day. And I know that sometimes you get discouraged and I know that sometimes when you have a calling and a passion and a desire to do something more than just go to work and collect the check, that there are gonna be some moments that you are gonna start to question whether or not that's really what you ought to be doing. And so I definitely wanna make sure that in addition to giving you strategy, then giving you some questions to consider and to think about and dig deeper into your brand, that you also are equipped for those moments in the valley. Amen? All right. So if you, that's what the book is, is really all about. And so if you want to read an excerpt of the book, go ahead and head to my blog, drshantesays.com forward slash blog. You can read an excerpt. And if you want to join the launch team, I certainly encourage you to do that. I want to earn your endorsement. I don't want anyone to ever support me just because it's me. Even though I love you for that, I do. However, when it comes to the content, I want you to endorse the quality of my work. And so if it's something that blesses you, it's something that you know can bless somebody else and you want to share it with other people, that's why I want you on the launch team. And I'm willing to earn that endorsement. So our guiding thought for this episode is this. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So we are going to be looking at three things in this episode, paying the cost to be the boss. Are you ready for what you're asking God for? And stop looking back. 
So, paying the cost. Napoleon Hill says there is no such thing as something for nothing. There's no such thing as something for nothing. And I know that some of you think that, hmm, tell that to the Kardashian kids or tell that to some of these celebrity kids who are just born with these silver spoons in their mouths. Oh, trust, they're paying the price of fame because there is a price to be paid for that. There's a price to be paid on the back end and some of the ways that those things manifest very publicly, some very public falls, you start to see that. But success is this, success is the interest collected on a previous deposit. Success is the interest that you collect on a previous deposit. Now, if you put your money in a savings account, it will begin over time to accrue interest. I wanna repeat that, it will begin over time to accrue interest. And so when you're talking about, I want success in this industry, I wanna be a successful writer, I wanna be a successful photographer, I wanna be a successful business owner, then success comes as a deposit that you made long time ago. And so that deposit comes in many forms. Sometimes it's a deposit in your education, meaning you're learning the skills to try to master your craft. Sometimes it comes in the form of partnerships and being able to, to work your way up to the top, you know, started from the bottom, now we here, okay? So success is the interest that you collect on a previous deposit. Problem is many of us want the interest on the success, but we don't want to invest. Have you known people that want something for nothing? You know, they, they want to collect the interest, but they don't want to invest. And so anytime you approach a situation with that type of attitude, it's gonna be a problem. The truth is, you cannot yield the results of change unless you've actually made the changes. You cannot yield and you cannot manifest the results of change unless you've actually made the changes. Because when you try to get quick results, it's not a guarantee of lasting success. Ask anybody who's been on the diet roller coaster. Okay, like, yeah girl, I lost them 10 pounds in two days. And then in two weeks, they, they write back, okay? You know, they're right back, okay? And so paying the cost, here's what that, what that begins to look like. So paying the cost, are you spending a lot of time on social media? Are you watching a lot of TV? Are you doing a lot of surfing the internet? This is what kills me with some of my online students. They're on the computer, but they're not necessarily working, okay? Like they're, they're, they're online, but they're not on task, okay? So, are you spending time or are you investing time? So if you're spending time, you are doing a lot of social media, watching TV, surfing the internet, reading somebody else's success story, watching some reality TV, no shade, but I'm just saying, you know, when you are, are focused on your business and your path, you usually don't have the bandwidth for that type of content, okay? As opposed to investing, okay? In that time, the same time that you're on social media, you could be writing pitches to companies that you want to partner with. The same time that you're watching TV, how about you nurture partnerships? Instead of coming to somebody every time you want something from them, how about you start to nurture a genuine relationship with them so that you can be mutually beneficial to one another, a real partnership rather than just a drive-by. Instead of surfing the internet, how about my personal favorite, you create some content. Because see, here's the thing, process is product. The things that you know how to do in your sleep, oh, everybody knows that. No, everybody doesn't know that. Now this Christmas, I pulled out the kitchen maid. I pulled it out once the year, okay? I pulled out the kitchen maid and I made a five flavor cake. 
oh my gosh, this cake was everything. It was so good, it was so good. But the only reason why it was that good is because my aunt, who I'd invited over, was there to help me make it, okay? And so she, when we got to the whipping up the butter and the sugar part, you know, me, I would have just let it go for, I don't know, a minute, 90 seconds. She said, no, you have to wait until it starts to turn white. I said, oh. I said, see, that would have been a good tip for like, you know, a blog or something like that. But, you know, and she just gave me the eye like she always gives me the eye when I'm trying to push her to do uh, bigger things and believe bigger. But the thing is, is that your insider knowledge, the things that you just inherently know how to do because you've been doing it for so long, the average person that's trying to bake a cake or your cupcakes or things, they don't know that, okay? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I've had some dry cakes in my life. Anybody have some dry cakes in their life? Okay, tastes like cornbread. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that, that not everybody has those types of, of techniques and skills. So why aren't you creating content? Instead of reading about somebody else's success story, how about you create a revenue plan of your own? A lot of people that are talking about declaring this and decreeing that in 2016, if I ask you for your revenue plan right now, you're gonna look at me with a blank face like, oh, what are your quarter one goals? How do you expect to, to get rich or to manifest income by the end of the year when you have no idea, you've set no metric for how you're going to get there at all? Because unless your business is paying you every two weeks like a nine to five, you need to set some revenue goals. Whatever company that you're working for, they set revenue goals. And when they don't meet their revenue goals, that's when they start laying people off. So if you're really calling yourself a business, a boss lady, you know, the boss man, where are your revenue goals? Do you have a Q1 revenue goal? If you want to make $12,000 in the first quarter of the year, how are you going to get there? Reverse engineer that process, but you watch an empire? No shade, I love you Taraji. But Taraji's not paying my bills. Cookie and Lucius can't do nothing for me. <laughs> when, when, when the cable bill is due, and that's just real. So instead of, of, of wasting time, what books are you reading? If the last book you read was Facebook, that's a problem. That's a real problem. Okay, because what are you allowing into your spirit? What type of content are you taking in and how does that affect your bottom line? So that's what I mean by, by paying the cost. Instant results do not guarantee lasting success. So if you've been on the diet roller coaster, you already know. Tax refund. This, this, this season, you know, so for those of us in the States, you know, the government gives us uh, refunds based on the uh, earnings that we've paid during the year and income taxes that have been taken. But the thing is, is that tax refunds don't mean that you've hit the jackpot. Tax refunds don't mean, mama, we made it. Tax refunds don't mean you can quit your job, okay? Tax refunds, just because you got a, a, a short-term lump sum of cash, does not mean you have a sustainable system of revenue. Okay, so sometimes we're so focused on these get rich quick, but I need that quick money. I need that right now money. You wanna keep playing the short money game. The short money game means you're working for your money instead of developing a plan for the long money game where your money works for you. Because see, here's the thing. I will never forget Dave Ramsey said, he said, books work while you don't. When, branded for, when Believing Bigger is available for purchase, that means that while I'm sitting here doing pod classes, somebody can be buying the book, okay, or buying a ton of the books for their church. Amen, I'm gonna claim that, I'm gonna claim that, okay? But the thing is, is that 
where are your systems for sustainable revenue? Because if you don't get paid unless you're working, that's a problem, okay? You're not paying the cost to be the boss. So you really have to make the distinction between instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Liposuction is not gonna change your eating habits. Tax refunds won't change your spending habits. That's just real. And so some of us have come into 2016 again with this kind of speed it up mentality, this right now, get this and get that. And then when you start to see the kind of longitudinal process of what it takes to really build sustainable success, you start to get discouraged. Which brings me to my next point. Are you ready for what you're asking God for? Are you ready? Which reminds me of Freddie Mercury. I don't know if I told you guys this last season, but I'm one of those people that can make a song out of every anything. Like I have a song for everything. And so I was like, are you ready, Freddie Mercury? Are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Okay, like listen to Queen, I'm telling you. Okay, but are you ready for what you're asking God for? Ask yourself, how comfortable are you with living check to check? How comfortable are you with trading hours for dollars? How comfortable are you with being time poor? Because see, here's the thing, you could be making good money and you are time poor. You're too tired to go anywhere. You're too tired to do anything. You, you hardly see your kids. You never see your wife. I mean, you, you can be time poor, okay? And so if you, and, and this is a question I get all the time because I promise you I get clients all the time that are like, I wanna be on Shark Tank. I wanna be on The View. I wanna be on Good Morning America. I'm ready for that status. I'm ready, I'm ready. And I said, okay. If you and your product was featured on The View or Shark Tank, could you meet the demand that will come from exposure to the show? Do you know how many companies have offered up a freebie or a discount of some sort to Groupon and gone broke, bankrupt, out of business? Why? Because they were so focused on that quick infusion of cash that they did not have the infrastructure to sustain the demand that came from the exposure. And so if you are going to be talking about exposure, okay, so for, for your brand, are you ready to meet the demand? You need to be willing to master the process and the product. I don't care how good you are at your art. How good are you at business? The process of getting the product from your hand to the end user as seamlessly as possible. If I ask you, what's your product? If, I, if you think about your brand as an assembly line, how does it get from your brain to development, to distribution? What are your channels? How much does it cost? How does it get there? If you have to ship it, who's doing the shipping? Who's doing all of that? But I wanna be on TV. What? Stop praying for exposure if you're not ready for expansion. I will never forget <laughs> when Patty Pies went viral <laughs> back in 2015 and I think Anderson Cooper, somebody tried to come for Patty about these Patty Pies and was trying to joke low key. Uh, Patty, um, uh, so you, are, you, are you making all of those pies? And she said, um, is little Debbie making all of those snack cakes? Like, don't, don't do me, <laughs> don't come for me. Okay, you tried it, but, but no. The thing is, is that if you want that type of exposure, how many people do you have on staff? Tell me one successful Fortune 500 company, you know that the CEO is the only man in the, in the, in the business. He's a one man show. He's doing it all. He sales. He's marketing, he's branding, he's social media, he's customer service, he's distribution, he's product assembly, he's, what? Come on. But I'm a boss. 
I'm an entrepreneur. That's right. Keep speaking those things as though, you know, <laughs> keep speaking those things into existence. But I'm telling you, there are some practical applications. You have to do some things to get there. So are you ready for exposure? If you're not ready for exposure, the thing is, is that, do you think you can just call Oprah? Just call Taraji? You can just call one of the Kardashians? No. You have to go through who? A publicist. Okay. Like, she has somebody on staff that manages that part of her business, actually multiple people on staff that manage multiple parts of her business. Are you ready for that? Because you said you wanted to be on TV. Are you ready for that? Okay, so think about those types of things. Are you ready for what you're really asking God for? Another thing, are you ready to leave some people behind? I'm just going to say it. Fear I thank God, I really do, I really, really do for making me an introvert. And this is no shade to extroverts, but some people have a really hard time doing things by themselves. Some people have a really hard time going to lunch by themselves, going to the movies by themselves, making significant decisions by themselves. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. How are you going to try to get somebody on when you're not on? If God has ordained for you to be on, how about you go be on? Okay, because I'm sure Jesus was like, hey, I'm going to this cross. Come with me. Come with me. Because, you know, like maybe if we do this together, it won't be so bad. I'm sure he would have appreciated some company, but his boys scattered at the last minute like, yeah, I got your back, but it's like way back because, you know, the crowd is kind of angry and pitchforks. So I'm going to just, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to leave some people behind in order for you to go to the next level of where you're trying to go in your business? Are you ready to let some things go? I had to let some things go. I was a big TGIT fan. I, pre I appreciate and respect Shonda Rhimes' work, but the thing is is that that content began to be in contradiction with my content, my goals, my pursuits, and I had to let it go. I still love her, I still respect her, and I wish her nothing but the best. At the same time, I had to let Thursday nights go because Shonda's not paying my bills either. Shonda's not paying my daughter's tuition bill either. Okay, so we have to put some things in perspective. Are you ready to walk away from self-sabotaging behavior? Self-sabotage is real. Quitting is real. Quitting is real. And the thing is, I want to tell you, there's always a consequence when you quit. There's always a consequence when you tap out on your assignment. I will never forget this. Eric Chopin, E-R-I-K Chopin, I believe he was the first winner of The Biggest Loser. And to see, you can go on YouTube and see the condensed version, but you just kind of, it's like this four minute clip where you see where he was, 400 some odd pounds, and then you see where he is at the end of it, 212 pounds, Herculean, wearing a Superman cut shirt, and I mean, he was the biggest loser, confetti raining from the sky. I think he won like $250,000. It was like, <gasps> it was so inspirational. And then within 18 months, two years, he was 379 pounds. It was all back. And the thing is, I said, man, self-sabotage is real. A lot of times we keep defining success as an endpoint instead of a journey as a destination, okay? When I get, when I get, when I get, 
you keep putting your success on layaway, okay? Because there's many successes in order for you to get to the when I get. Okay, you had several things that you were doing consistently and staying in action consistently, wins every day. You know, I remember when I interviewed Israel Adonijah, one thing that just stays in my heart, he said, keep swinging the ax. If you want, you don't sit there talking about how big the tree is and how come you don't have no help and why you got to do it by yourself. He said, just keep swinging the ax and, and, and ask yourself every day, what is one thing I can do to take another swing with this ax? And so when you're sitting up here talking about self-sabotage, you know, to stay out of that place, that's a win. Why are you putting your success on layaway? You're winning now because you took another swing of the ax today. Instead of going to sleep, you stayed up that extra half hour and put some more work towards your revenue plan. Instead of going to sleep or instead of watching HGTV, which I love, love, don't judge me, but I have like 68 episodes of House Hunters on my DVR right now that I plan to watch someday. I just don't have time for that right now. But yeah, I count those as 68 wins, those 68 choices that I made not to watch that show and invest that in writing a book or building the brand or building the business. Those are wins. Those are successes. So stop putting your success on layaway. Can you handle a setback and not use it as an excuse to step back into old patterns of behavior? I know you had donuts today. I know it had bacon on it. It's cool. That don't mean you should have donuts every day. Okay. Some of you, oh gosh, this is the time of year where people are fasting. Fasting, when you see people fast from food, it's one of the most hilarious things ever because they start looking at all the things they can't have and start trying to get real creative. You know, start trying to have like uh, all the desserts but without the actual sugars. And they'd be like, okay, well, technically, pineapple is a fruit sugar. And if I whip it up with this coconut cream, which also comes from the earth, then technically it kind of sort of tastes like pineapple frosting. Just stop. <laughs> okay, you know, people get real creative. But the thing is, is that can you handle setback and not use it as a, as a setback to go into old patterns of behavior? Because the fact of the matter is this. All of us have things in our lives that were once our go-to for peace, for comfort, for a boost of self-esteem, for stress relief, okay? All of us have had those things, okay? How many of you show of hands have been delivered from some things, some places, some people, hallelujah, I know I have, okay? And so more times than not, these things did more harm than good. Donuts, in moderation, okay, but as your go-to for peace, as the thing that you yearn for in a time of despair or distress, not so much, okay? Retail therapy, some of us got some credit card bills that we're still trying to pay off and pay down because you know what, the shoes didn't bring you the happiness that you thought it would. It might've provided a temporary satisfaction, but in the long run, it really didn't cut the mustard. Drugs, alcohol, isolation, which is a dangerous one. When things are not going well, you just withdraw. You just withdraw. Let me tell you one thing I've never forgotten from my uh, training as a counseling, uh, a counselor for domestic, ab uh, domestic abuse children and families. One of the telltale signs of an abuser is to isolate you from your support system. So you used to have friends, you used to be cool with family, but he wants to get you away from those people so that he can take away their influence over you and take away your outline, I mean your um, access to support, okay? And so when you isolate yourself and you just go somewhere alone with your thoughts, the enemy will roll up on you like, oh yeah. 
let me take you back down some dark roads. Let me take you back down some dark paths. Let me start bringing some things to your remembrance. Isolation is a bad place to be, okay? Uh, some of us, we, our go-to for peace was a good pay and joy robbing job. You know how many people I know that make good money? Hate, hate their jobs. And when I say hate, I mean like they can attribute 50 pounds to the stress of that job. Eye twitching because of that job. Migraines because of that job. Good paying, joy robbing, peace sapping job. Okay? A man or a woman. That was our go-to, okay, for peace. And more times than not, these things tend to do more harm than good. So I'm going to encourage you, stop looking back there. Our guiding thought for today's episode, any man who puts his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit for the kingdom. Anybody ever had to mow grass ever? I did one time. I don't want to make a return trip, but I did one time, okay? I can say I, I did that. The thing about when you mow the grass or when you plow a field, you need to be looking forward at all times. Because if I challenge everybody in this room to get up and say walk in a straight line with your eyes closed, you won't be able to do it. Because your equilibrium will be off and you think you're walking straight but you're really kind of veering over here and you think you're walking straight but you're really kind of veering over there. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that if you are plowing a field or mowing grass, you need to be looking forward. And he says that anybody that puts his hand to the plow and is looking backward, you're not fit to go to work. You're not ready for work, okay, because your work is going to be crooked. You're going to ruin the field. And so anything that God has called you out of, the devil is going to try to draw you back into. Period, point blank. Anything that God has called you out of, the devil is going to try to pull you right back into. And it will always happen in your valley moments always happen in your valley moments, okay? So for example, if you've been called out of promiscuity into virtue, when your self-esteem takes a hit, don't go reach for the phone. Let me see who I can, uh-uh. Just pray, <laughs> just pray, okay? Pick up the word, just pray. Pick up believing bigger, shameless plug, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, just, just, just keep it moving, but don't fall back into those old patterns, okay? Um, if you have been called out of lying and cheating, if your money starts getting tight, don't start cutting corners and lowering standards just to turn a dollar. Don't start going back to these go-tos, okay, because if you are going to start doing that, that type of self-sabotage and start backsliding, this is what I mean when I say don't have a setback as an excuse to step back into those old ways of doing things, then the Bible says you're not fit to go to work. As I tell my clients all the time, are you ready for prime time? You're not ready for prime time, okay? Stop shucking and jiving. Are you really ready for what you're asking for? And so I want you to do this. Imagine driving a car on the expressway, but only looking through the rear view mirror. Anybody ever been rear-ended? Anybody rear-ended somebody? Okay. Um, if you're on the expressway, meaning you're going at a fast pace, but instead of looking ahead of you, you're only looking in the rear view. Three things are going to happen. Collision, confusion, contusion. Collision, confusion, contusion. Collision, you're going to crash. And so you in 2016, you're like, this is where I want to be. This is who I'm going to become. I declare and I decree. Then something happens and you start looking back at them self-sabotaging ways. 
you start reaching for that box of cookies, for that guy, for that girl, for that go-to, for that drink, for that whatever, you're going to crash. Because see, looking back always has consequences, always. Confusion, you're gonna create some chaos. I thank God for wisdom. Be careful playing with people's emotions. Be careful reaching out for someone or somebody at a time of despair because you wanted to use them for comfort. And see, when you're done, when you're feeling better, and they're looking at you like, hey, what's up? And you don't have nothing for them anymore. So you don't know how people are gonna handle that. <laughs> you don't know how people are gonna take that. So be careful that you don't use some, uh, use people for your short-term gratification, okay, when there's a, a longer-term consequence for that. You know, th think about these things long-term. And then contusion. Usually you don't walk away clean. Contusions are bruises. Okay, some of us have some bruises emotionally, spiritually, some scars because we was looking back, okay? And the thing is, is that, you know, I, what I do love about God is that sometimes he will allow you to have the things that you ask for just to show you that you need to be careful what you ask for. So here's the thing, if God has placed a calling over your life, don't look back when times get tough, okay? Paying the cost to be the boss means understanding that there's no crown without a cross. We all have our cross to bear. We all have our cross to bear. Don't think, <laughs> these celebrities, don't think that they have it all good. They're dealing with all kinds of problems, okay? all kinds of addictions, all kinds of demons, all kinds of things. And sometimes we're so focused on, you know, this is why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. I imagine how much better your life would be if you were blind. And I know you might think, dang, what is that to say? But think how often what you see trips you up, what you see other people doing. Imagine if you just couldn't see and all you had to rely upon was just your intuition, what you hear, a word from the Lord, because we're a very sighted society, okay? So when it says we walk by faith and not by sight, we walk by faith and not by Instagram. We walk by faith and not by Facebook. We walk by faith and not by Periscope, okay? We walk by faith, okay? And so walking by faith means that regardless of what it looks like, you have to know what it is that God has called you to do and knowing that if he's called you to it, then he's going to equip you to get through it. So here's some questions that I want you to consider. What is it that keeps trying to pull you back? I know we made some big, bold proclamations at 2015. In 2015, I'm leaving behind this, and I'm leaving behind that. And I dare say for some of you, they didn't already caught up with you. It's like, oh, you thought you left me, but uh, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, so what are some things that, are, that keep trying to pull you back? Two, are you really ready for what God asked you for? I think it's wonderful to dream big. I think it's, it's wonderful because we do serve a God that does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. But ask yourself, if you want to be a best-selling this or, you know, a, a well-known that, are you ready for expansion when that exposure manifests? And if you're not, stop asking for it. Three, are you overlooking the preparation and the process because you're overly focused on the payoff? Are you overlooking the preparation and the process because you're overly focused on the payoff?
Um, one key thing that um, I took away was, are you ready for what you're actually asking for? And a couple of weeks ago, I was in a salon, and this girl was saying that she wanted to be a billionaire next year. So I asked her, are you ready to be a billionaire next year? Have you had a plan? Like, how much money do you need to make a month, a quarter? How many products do you need to sell? Like, a lot of times we want something, but we don't think about what it takes to get it, what that process is. So. You know, and... Shatoya, I appreciate that because sometimes when we make these declarations and then people start asking you questions, you know what we want to do? We want to label those people haters. Right. <laughs> it's like, haters? That's, those are legit questions. You know, ain't nobody hating, you know, but even the Bible says, who builds a tower without counting the cost, without trying to determine what the materials are that are going to be necessary to build it? And so, yeah, when we make these declarations, there's nothing wrong with declarations, but also you need to have the infrastructure to support and manage that. So thank you so much. My reflection is pretty much the same thing. She, are, you, are you ready for what you're asking God for? And I've been on my journey for a couple of years, but I've never, I've asked God to, you know, expand my uh, business, but to be honest, I don't think I'm really ready as I thought I was. Listening to some of the questions that you asked, uh, that you talked about uh, creating content and a revenue plan, setting revenue goals, I hadn't done that. So uh, I'm taking away from that to start putting some stuff on paper. I love that because the Bible says write the vision, right? Yeah. You know, we have to write the vision. And, and it's one thing to have vision. It's a beautiful thing to have vision. And let me say, because some of you might be listening to this like, Brandon, for believers, you got me all discouraged. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm actually trying to keep you from getting discouraged. Because a lot of times when we don't get the results that we want, it's because we haven't put those things down on paper. It's because we haven't asked those types of questions. And here's the thing, you know, What they could say, slow motion is better than no motion, okay? So I remember back when I used to just, boy, I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm not like a gun-toting, you know, rooting, tooting Yosemite Sam type of person because I'm telling you that I've had days where I would shoot a scale, like just shoot it, like you liar, you know, that sort of thing. But because the, the scale, the number didn't move. But then if I take out the tape measure, Oh, I've lost two inches in the waist. I'm like, I don't care about no inches. I want that number to move, you know, because I was giving power to that number, not realizing that if I've lost two inches in my waist, that means that I've developed some muscle and I've lost some fat, okay? And so even though it may not be what I hoped that it would be, I'm still in motion. And so again, stop putting your success on layaway. Put some things on paper and move towards the goal. Because see, here's the thing. If you say, I wanna make $5,000 in the first quarter and you only made $1,200 in the first quarter, you know what that gives you? feedback and information to go back and examine your processes and say, what activities did I generate? When did I start to generate them? How often did I do them? How consistent was I with this? It gives you a, a means for examining your processes. More times than not, we start to doubt our product when we really need to interrogate our process. What's the process? It's not the product. Oh, I'm not good enough. Maybe I should just throw in the test. No, 
Look at your process, okay? If you interrogate the process, I promise you, you will find information that will be beneficial to you to move you to your next step. So as always, you guys can give me your reflections at Dr. Shante Says on Instagram. If you guys wanna know more about the book, you can go to believeinbigger.com, join the launch team via my blog. And as always, thank you guys so much for supporting this episode. Woo-hoo! Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com and you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.